podcast listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her with Jackie Crawley. Here at Reviving Her, we pride ourselves on coming together as the body of Christ to receive encouragement from our Heavenly Father, to reignite the holy fire within us, and to advance His kingdom on earth. Today on Reviving Her, we're talking about surrendering our fears and worries. Our core scripture is Philippians 4, 6 through 8. In the HCSB, it reads like this. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses every thought, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, dwell on these things. Hey, listeners, welcome to Reviving Her. Today, Alyssa and I are going to be digging into surrendering our worries and anxiety We are still in our Surrendering series, and so we are so glad that you guys are here, and we are um, welcoming new listeners, and so we pray that you are encouraged with this episode. Yay! Hey, so Jackie, I have a question. Do you have any, like, phobias, like, nonsensical fears or, like, overwhelming fears? Yeah, so... I have a phobia of snakes. Oh, you too? Spiders. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, no, they really are. Like, I'm really terrified of them. Um, even to the point where, depending on how real, like, you know how now a days, like, the new TVs that come out c- come, like, with better and better, like, HD, you know? Yeah. So it kind of looks, like, super real. Um, so I've even gotten scared of seeing a snake on TV because of how well technology is getting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see snakes on a TV. I can see them behind glass. They still wig me out. Like they're still, they're, they creep me out. Yeah. But I have had nightmares about them since I was little. Not all the time, but every now and then I will have a nightmare about snakes. And I didn't know until recently, like I was never around them growing up. So I had no reason to know my dad was afraid of snakes too. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I found out he's, a, he's afraid of snakes too. And he also has nightmares about snakes. It's like some sort of hereditary fear. <laughs> we passed it down through. But uh, you get it though. Yeah. Fears yes. Of snakes. I think it comes from Adam and Eve. Yeah. And I like how you said that, like, cause you were like, your fear is passed down. And I think a lot of, um, if we can be honest, a lot about our fears and our worries in the spiritual realm um, that manifest in the physical realm, um, if we're honest, we can say that they have been passed down. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. Know, I, I think I respond to, my emotions respond to the feelings of the flesh of fear and um, worry um, based on how my parents did, you know? So, wow. Yep, it's, it's a whole thing. 
So when I think about fear, you know, normally we talk about our stories, right? Yeah. Like what, what it, and obviously like I could pick, you know, we're fearful, fearful about a lot of things, but, yeah. um, one time for me comes out and that was when, uh, so for the listeners that don't know, I have seven children. <laughs> uh, we are a blended family. My first three children were from my first marriage. And then we, Josiah and I quickly had four children together, like after we got married. Um, we have been married. It'll be nine years in May. Uh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. We have four children together and the youngest one is three. So that you can tell. Like, <laughs> Like a, I mean, we had kids kind of back to back once we got married. Um, but after the first two that we had together, so I after number five, I felt like I was done, at least for a while. Like I was done. So I got an IUD put in. And uh, I guess it was probably a year or so later. Um, and I had had this IUD before, but I, I got one put in um, for birth control. And... I started having some really horrible hormonal changes. Um, Just an inexplicable hormonal ups and downs. I I was miserable. Uh, And I remember one day sitting out. I had just gotten, it was just a really bad day. I was out on my front porch sobbing. No reason whatsoever. And I... I just, I was so terrified though to get the IUD out because I just didn't want to be pregnant again. I was so scared. And so I went to go have lunch with a friend, but on the way, another friend called me. I'll never forget. Like I remember where I was on the road, you know, just one of those moments. So another friend calls me and I'm just a hot mess. I'm just tears and snot just a fallen. And, um, and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm just at this IUD and it's causing me so many problems. And But I'm just so scared to, to, I just am so scared to get it taken out because what if I get pregnant again? And um, she was so sweet and she's a little bit older than me and just really gave me some wisdom. And she said, first, Absolutely. I know somebody that had the same IUD. They were having the same problems. And when they got it out, like 90% of them, the pro- those problems went away. So absolutely get it out. But secondly, I'm not saying you need to have another baby, but I am saying that I know your heart and I know how much you love God. But what I hear right now is a spirit of fear and not trust in our Savior. Wow. I know. I just, it was one of those moments that I didn't, like my, my flesh didn't fight it. It wasn't, I heard those words and immediately the Holy Spirit, it was like a river of peace washed over me. Just like, you know, in this, it says that the, the peace of God, which surpasses all thought or some, some translations say all understanding, like this peace just washed over me. And I knew she was right. I Mm. knew I had to get it out. And whether that meant I had another baby or not, I needed to get it out. And then by the time I had number six, Silas, my son Silas, by the time I had him, 
God had prepared my heart for him. And then like, and then number seven, Asher, it's like an entirely different deal. Like I, once again, I kind of went, you think we have to learn the same things over and over. Like I, <laughs> I kind of went through the same thing again. Um, it just in a different way, but I, I never will forget that I hear a spirit of fear in you is exactly what she said. Mm. And she was right. Um, and when I surrendered it, when I gave it up, when she said that, and I gave that over to God, like it was like this immediate transaction almost. Like I let go of that burden and it was just light as air. It mm. was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like I love how your community, you know, your band of sisters, um, in that moment, she was able to point out the enemy's lies. Like she was able to point out um, what really you were what you were feeling, that root. Um, and so that led you then to go back to the word and then to cast out fear through his promise and his truth. So, yeah, it was, it I was totally that. a Holy Spirit, you know, ordained moment. Like he had her call me about something else completely, you know, just had her call me about something else. And, and it was right when I needed it. Like, yeah, knew exactly when to do it. And, and then there were some other things that happened that affirmed that, like that were confirmed that I should say. Uh, but it was just, it was just, it was, is a beautiful moment of God helping me to give it up yeah. because I wasn't yeah. going to give it up on my own. Like he, it was him helping me and I just, it was beautiful. Yeah, no, that is really good. I think your story is like, it goes into like that journey um, it actually explains the very journey that God had led me on, um, because I'm sure you can you can say that that process of calling out fear, calling out worry, and then running to the Word is something that you do repeatedly. Yes, you know, um, when we were messaging, prepping for a podcast, I was running into a wall because I was like, Lord, there is so many stories and there's so many um, experiences that I could totally share. Um, but then God had me break down. He was like, out of those stories, like what are the common denominators? Look at the process that you you went through in those situations and what, com- what, came- what comes out of that? And so I'm a journaler. So I love to journal when we have our own times. Girl, I have a lot of journals. Yes. And I do date them and I do still keep them because I am a firm believer on, you know, looking back, just like the Israelites, I felt I really, when going through the Old Testament, I really have, they really taught me the power of recollecting and not forgetting what God has brought you through. Um, because a lot of that time and time they did forget and then they were they ended up dabbling with the world around them, right? So I've kind of learned through our, our ancestors and um, our Christian ancestors. And um, I actually go back and, you know, in time and I'll look through my um, old journals and see what God has done. And so I did that. I had to go back and I saw the process. And so I wanted to share the process on the podcast because I think it's powerful um, in this world, like we're going to have many worries and we're going to have fears because we live in a fallen world. We truly are not, this is not our home. And I know that we say that time and time, but until we really capture that and believe that 
eternity in heaven is where we're going to reside forever. This is just the in-between state, right? We're waiting on for Yahweh to come down and bring down the new Jerusalem. So in this place, we know that we're going to have trials and tribulations, and we're going to have a lot of things to be worried about. If you're a mom, just looking at the news makes you worried for your children, you know, Um, and just the news itself just makes you worried about going out to the grocery store, you know? Yes. And um, so kind of bringing in podcast um, episode, I believe it was three, Surrendering Our Control. I think that's when we Mm -hmm. began talking about surrendering our control. That kind of led me to, it kind of helped me to surrender my fears and worries to God. And I'm going to tell you because when I learned to surrender my control, I guess what I was really saying is I'm learning to trust you, God, and I believe in you. When I gave back my control, it was like I really learned that who I believe in is real. It was more than just a thought. God was more than just a thought, but God turned into a being for me. God turned into a relationship within myself with Him. You know, He wasn't just an image or a word that I say when I'm in distress, but He actually became my Father. And when I learned to believe in His integrity and His character, and I believed everything that He said He was, then when I was confronted with my worry and my fear, I was able to not put my trust in the situation and not put my confidence in the situation because quite frankly, some situations are hopeless. But I was then able to put my hope and my trust and confidence in knowing who Yahweh is. I believe that he's good. I believe that he is here with me. I believe that he hears my cries. I believe that he's saved me. I believe that I'm his daughter. So because of that, I look at my situation, I look at my fear, I look at my worry, and I can honestly say, I may not know you, but I know Yahweh. And I know God can make a way out of no way. Yeah. And and so one of the verses that God, um, that I just really um, go back to, when I feel those feelings Mm -hmm. of worry and anxiety and fear, I am able to put 1 John 4.18 and it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And for me, when I read that scripture, I was like, oh my goodness, God, you are that perfect love that drives out fear. And so when I'm confronted with something, I make sure I put 1 John 4, 18, and I say, God, you are the you are the love that's going to drive out this fear and anxiety. Yes. And so recently I had a situation come up with my family and I literally, um, you know, we got bad news. You know, we were, um, anxiety was risen. Um, and, you know, we were just like, we couldn't bear the news. And again, I was able to spiritually be sensitive to my indicators. I realized I was feeling palpitations. So for me, when I feel palpitations in my heart, I know my anxiety is going up. When I started to look at my phone every five seconds and seeing if I can, if I was going to get good news, I realized there, um, that was another indicator of my anxiety. But then when I put my kids to sleep that night, I didn't want them to be in their room. I, 
I honestly wanted them to sleep with me. So then I knew fear was coming into play. And because I was sensitive to my feelings, I was able to say, okay, God, I need to put first John. And I started to speak that over my situation. And then it turned into, um, I like I received this heavenly pl- this peace. And it's so crazy, Alyssa, because right. the situation that I'm walking in currently, it's like, I should not have peace, you know? <laughs> and so I was so excited to receive this peace that I was able to be present with my family. I was still able to be the mom that my kids needed. I was still able to be the wife that my husband needed. Um, I was able to play games and have fun and still do life and not allow my fear and anxiety to choke me and to keep me in bondage and to not be present in my life and not to enjoy life, you know? Um, So then I learned then that casting your burdens on God, casting my fear and worries doesn't mean I don't care. It doesn't mean that I'm self-centered and it doesn't mean that my heart isn't grieving with my family members. It just means that now I have power over the enemy. And so because of that, I know I can now fight in the way I my family needs me to fight. And that's by prayer and petition and bring my requests to him yes. and trust that Yahweh is in control and he doesn't need to sleep. Like he can be here in, in all the other countries at the same time, right? So I could sleep comfortable at night knowing that God is fighting for us. And again, so that just, it, like his His integrity is what casted out the worry and fear. I love that. I, th- I think too, um, you just bring up such a great point because it's not in multiple ways. First of all, it's not one time that we have to, to give that fear up. You know, um, there are, I think that somebody said that there's 365 times in the Bible where God says, don't be afraid, you know, or don't be afraid. The words don't be afraid or don't fear are, are said. And some people are like, that's because it's that important. And I think that's true. It's that important. But I also yeah. think it's like a reminder for every day. We're going to need a reminder every day, multiple times a day, every second, you know, because there's always something else that we're coming up with. Um, that's just so good. I think the other thing is that the way that you talk, what you were talking about, and then the way that you felt that peace, even though you were in the in the trial, the way that you um, described it also reminds me of how we have joy. Because joy and happiness are not the same thing. Jo- joy, you know, to you were grieving and yet you knew that your God was fighting for you. And that really is where we get joy. Like that is what joy is. It's a much um, deeper and more complex, I think, thing than I'm happy, you know, which is uh, often, you know, people think it's synonymous, but it's really not. Um, Quickly. So, yeah. So just to let you guys know, before... Jackie and I started, we prayed and Jackie was like, if something else needs to come in or if we need to bring something else up, God, just show us. And I really feel like you said something that made me go, oh, okay, I might have another story. Um, Yeah. That I'll try to tell really quickly because it is really, you said that, you know, it was the trusting that helped you have the relationship with God, you know, learning that you could trust him. 
And I feel like the same thing happened Mm. with me. And so I wonder if that's something that kind of is for everybody. But before, so for, um, for a long time, uh, my, my first marriage, there was abuse and, and a whole bunch of other things. And I had kind of a tumultuous childhood at different times. So, um, when I met my husband, there were periods where I would just push him away. I thought, Mm. you know, I just was like, he's awesome. He's going to realize that this single mom is jacked up and he's going (laughs) to run, right? Like he's just going to run. So I'm just going to keep pushing him away until he does. You know what I mean? Like just, just, you know, to- We've all done it. So we don't have to wait for it. I don't want to wait for this. So I'll just go ahead and, you know, push it. And um, so I would just keep pushing him away. And he would, every time he would kind of embrace me and no, I'm not going anywhere. And I love you. And this is when we were just dating, you know? Yeah. but then at one point, uh, two things happened. First of all, he realized, so he was kind of fearful because he realized that like, um, we have a much better relationship with my ex-husband now, but at the time it was pretty bad. And he realized that he was going to have to deal with that and to be a stepdad. And he was scared to be yeah. a stepdad and like, could he do it? And, you know, so there was fear in him, but also he was like, is she ever going to let me love her? Mm. Is she ever going to really let me love her? So I pushed him away one time. And I, my husband is a six foot five gentle giant. Like he is, <laughs> he, like I'm five, two and a half. He's six foot five. We look really funny together, but. He's so sweet. He's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But he, and, and loves me. He loves deeply and well, but it turned off like a switch. And I didn't know what to do. Like I freaked out out. I, yeah. I really did. I freaked out. I was like, it was almost like he called my bluff, but not in a way that like, oh yeah, I was just seeing what you would do. No, he was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And he walked away and I legitimately did not know what to do. I saw, I called his mom. I sobbed. I like, I just didn't know what to do. And she like prayed with me, but I also, so, so what I did because I had met them and because, um, they were teaching me about seeking God, it not just, I mean, I had been a Christian for a long time, but really seeking his will and listening and like, just, they were teaching me how to have a relationship basically. But it was in that time where I sought God fervently for probably one of the first times in my life. I mean, I just poured over the scripture. I poured over, um, I think it's first Kings or maybe it's second Kings actually that the name Josiah is in, that's his name. And I looked at the meaning of his name and I looked, I was like, that was that, you know, he was a young King who was known for his faith. And I like pursued him recklessly. (laughs) Mm. Um, and I, uh, but I had gotten to a point, so I pursued him, but I also, I gotten to a point where I had prayed to God. I said, God, I really, really feel like this is what you want for me. I truly yeah. feel it. But if it's not, I'm still, I still love you. If it's mm-hmm. not, you're still for me. If it's not, and it was, it was there that I ended up, I still had to walk through quite a long, there was still quite a battle that we had to go through to get our relationship back to where it needed to be. And there was a, you know, it was an, uphill climb definitely yeah 
But it was in that that I really learned to trust. And that is where I will often say that experience is where the relationship started with Mm. God. And I think that's the thing. Uh, We don't trust people. We don't know. Right. If I do not know you... I will not trust you. You know, like that's the thing. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I totally trust that guy on the corner that he's going to take care of me. Like, right. No. So it's that really getting to know God. It's, it's putting our trust in his hands and then realizing that he takes care of it over and over and over again throughout our lifetimes to get to know him more and to trust him more. And that's how you deepen your faith. That's a we deepen our faith. Yeah. Because it's an ongoing process. Yeah. No, I absolutely love that. I love that. I love that story, like that testimony of just um like of just how much you pursued God before going to Josiah. Like before you were able to receive Josiah, like willing to accept him and know that yes, I am worthy to have this phenomenal man of God. You had to know Yahweh first. Yes. You know? Um, and so I absolutely love that. And like that example that you shared, you know, um, you we don't trust people that we don't know. And you're absolutely right. You know, if we are having a hard time trusting God, it's because the reality of, is, it, is that we don't know Him. And in order for us to know Him, we have to pursue Him yes. the way He pursues us. Yes. And so I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Um, Last thing I wanted to wrap up with is for any woman out there who's thinking like, do I really need to surrender fear and worry when it's it's an emotional, a human emotion? And didn't God give us these emotions? And I just want to speak into that because um, I really feel like when we read the word and the word tells us there are emotions that we need to operate in, um, like fruit of the spirit, Um, and God tells us, you know, think of things that are holy and pure and lovely and admiring. Right. And so if, when we, when we, when we look at that and we see those scriptures and yet we are holding these emotions that don't line up to him, those are really good indicators that these are not emotions from the Lord, but it's the emotions of the flesh that we were born in this sinful world. And those emotions that we fear, like anxiety, um, you know, those things like, they stop us from receiving that joy or that everlasting um, life that God wants to give us, right? It, it stops us. So even though we do feel it, even though it does feel like it's an emotion that we have within us, we have the power to overcome it and conquer it because God conquered it for us. And so they're not going to go away, but we get to allow Him to teach us how to combat it. He, We get to allow God to show us how to overcome the enemy with our thoughts, our minds, um, just our behaviors and all. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, That's good, Jackie. I, I was thinking when you said, as soon as you said what you said, um, I was thinking of the book. We had gone through it, I think, at a, as a church at one point uh, a long time ago. Um, Pete Scazzaro an emotionally healthy spirituality where, yeah, we have these emotions and God did give us, give them to us, um, but not letting them lead us. Yeah. And, and no, yeah, not letting them take over and not letting, so emotionally healthy spirituality is a good resource there by Pete Scazzaro. That's S-C-A-Z-Z-E-R-O. 
I love that book. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's, one. It was a good, it was a good read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm always with awesome. the resources. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. It is a really good book. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I think that's all we have for now. Alyssa, do you have any last minute nuggets or encouragement? No, I just hope that the readers will go. Um, you know, it's always better when we can share you know yeah. what I mean? It's always better when we can share. So I just hope the readers will go to the Reviving reviving Her um, Facebook page. And like when you hear this and you, um, and you, and you go, oh, you know what? I know exactly. Or I had a moment like that. Or I had this story. Or share yes. it. Please. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it on the Reviving Her page. Share it on your Facebook page. Tag Reviving Her. Whatever you want to do. But just don't let your testimony... Um, sit there yeah because you'll be so surprised how much it resonates with somebody else so that's just that encouragement to just share 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 yes please please we definitely want to hear from you guys and um we we want we want to know too because we want to be encouraged by your word and testimony yes as well so thank you for that um and do you mind praying over praying over all of us no let's do that yeah okay Great. Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you for each and every woman mm. that is listening to this podcast. God, I just, I know that fear is in every single one of us. It's it's an indicator, but God, don't let it control us. When we feel that fear, when we feel the anxiety, when we feel the worry, God, I just pray that you will help us like little children to just lift up our hands and give it up to you to just say, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't handle it anymore. I don't know what to do. Please take it. Only Mm. you are in control. Abba, father, daddy, take it. I don't know what to do. And, and Lord God, I just praise you because I know when that happens, I know as that happens each and every time, I know that I know that I know that you are good. I know that you are good and you are going to take every single one of those fears and worries and anxieties and concerns and you're going to take them from us and allow us to live in the light of your love and your peace and your joy. And I know that as we do that and as we get into that practice of letting things go, that the fruit of the Spirit will grow within us. Yes, Lord. And I just praise you for that. I love the way you work. It it makes my heart sing to see the way that you work because you are so good and so wise. So God, right now, I just thank you for each and every woman. I just pray peace and safety over them and an intense love for you. Mm-hmm. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll Amen. see you next time. See you guys. Bye.